Alrighty, if you are here after that song and that wonderful sound, you are in our realm of shut off and turn on. Yes, welcome back. <laughs> Quick happy yeah. birthday to you, sir. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna preface this episode with we had an episode thirty plus minutes in. We were recording. We were laughing and enjoying our time, talking about what we were doing today, and then we had some technical issues and lost the episode. Yeah, technology as it is, a uh, computer just completely shut down for a reason that it said was unknown to itself. So, <laughs> here we go. So, all right, so I apologize. We're going we're gonna to make this episode a little fast, but before we even got cut off because of technical issues, we didn't really get into the meat of of our our topic and that was our favorite uh, musicals that we're doing today and very quickly we're gonna basically talk about our current things that we've seen what we've talked like what we've watched uh, we'll hit our musicals that we are uh, excited to talk to you guys about and then uh, julian is going to present a movie that he saw in our two-week hiatus Yes, fitting to this episode, I went and saw Mean Girls for y'all, and I will give you an honest movie review based on myself and what I like. So, All right. with that in mind, we're going to preface this with what I've I've already said it before, but <laughs> so we're doing it twice. Yeah. <laughs> the movie musicals that we are listing are movies that you guys can find out there in the world somewhere, whether they're streaming or you might have to borrow a, a video from one of us, all the greats, like the lion King musical, uh, wicked wicked is coming out on video. So we can't do the honest one on that one yet, but that didn't make the list and Beetlejuice. We all love Beetlejuice on stage, but it does not count for these lists. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I honestly, one of mine that I, I wanted to do that technically falls into that is Oklahoma. I, it's a great stage. It does have technically a film version of it. Actually, Hugh Jackman uh, plays in a YouTube. You can go and find that sucker in the middle of nowhere uh, in the, the depths of YouTube. Um, there's a single camera shot of um, him doing a stage performance for Oklahoma. But I, I, I didn't count that, even though it is kind of on my list of ones that didn't meet my criteria, but still recommend if you have a chance to go see it, I, I would definitely go do that. Okay, so jumping right into it, we'll skip our uh, catch-up session, but we'll go right into the list, if you don't mind. Yeah. I'll run down my 10 through 6. We got 9 from 2009, 39% Rotten Tomatoes, a lot of 9s there. Number 9 was Mamma Mia, 2008, 55%. Great show, all about the uh, the lovely band ABBA. Mm-hmm. We got Grease at number eight, the 1978 spot, also with a 78% from Rotten Tomatoes. 
Yeah, number that, seven. That was, I mean, that was pretty good. I liked Grease. Yeah, Grease is excellent. It's Grease is the word. I went and actually I went and saw that in theaters when they re-released it, and I swear the entire theater jumped up and just started dancing around. And at the time, the girl that I was dating was like, "What is going on?" Because she had never seen Grease, and I was like, "It's Grease. This is what you do. This is just the rules." <laughs> At number seven, I have Sweeney Todd, The Demon of Fleet Street, 2007, 86%. Johnny Depp and Helena Bottom Carter. There we go. <laughs> starring in that one. A little bit of Alan that's, Rickman. Yeah, that's... I'm really... I'm, you know, All right, listeners, I'm really mad that we lost that episode because we had a lot of fun talking and we talked about Sweeney Todd for a minute and we both forgot names for a second, so we had to look yeah. them up. So but I guess in this recording, this time, we nailed them. So. Yeah, this time you don't have to worry about us looking them up. Uh, at number six, which is Kendall's number five, technically, is Moulin Rouge, 2001, yes. 75%. Well, no, it wasn't number five. It was my. It was on my list of ones that didn't make my cut. Okay. So, yeah, Moulin Rouge, I, I liked it. You know, you got Ewan McGregor, Nicole Kidman. It's really good. And it does have a high Rotten Tomato score. I just, I, I, I've watched it. I've watched it twice, I think. I'm good. Like, I can watch it again maybe some random time later down the road, but it's just not on my list of I'll watch it again because I loved it. It's just, it, it, it's got some good songs. I love, uh, I love the, oh, give me a second. Who's who's the who's the guy that directs it? Um, same guy that did Romeo and Juliet. Boz Lerman. Oh, okay. Good. So, I didn't have that name at the ready. Yeah. Brain. Brain. Big brain boobs. <laughs> we also mentioned that it does have the creepiest rendition of like a virgin you'll ever see. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. That one's really good. I like I like that. Yes. But why would she choose a lowly sitar player? <laughs> Pikachu wants him. Anyway, sorry. All right. And and so mine, another one of mine was Annie. Annie didn't make my list either. It's good. 1982 version. It's it's one of those. If you see it, it's good. It's got some great music. We talked about Tim Curry, who's in that. It's, he's in. You had your reference of Pennywise. Pennywise from it. Yes. And, you know, it's 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 got a lot of good acting in there. It's definitely cheesy. Remember, it's definitely the 80s. You've got a main character whose name is Punjab. This, this, just remember, it's the '80s. This isn't. This is before cultural appropriation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's good. It's still good. All right. So now we're gonna hit the 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 top highlights. Uh, I think I started first. Do you want to switch it? Do you want to go? Uh, yeah, you can go first. Number five. All right, number five. I gotta get my notes back over here. Number five, nineteen ninety three. 63% Rotten Tomatoes, a little ditty from Trey Parker and Matt Stone called Cannibal the Musical. I believe yeah. they did this on a very, very low budget. I believe it was, it might've been a college project for them, but it takes place <laughs> in Utah. It's about them on a trek going to somewhere. Something happens. Uh, somebody gets blamed for the entire thing, but it is very, very much their style of comedy and if you don't know who those two people are they are the creators of south park yes thank you so much yeah south park and so many other 
amazing, funny, funny movies that are crass and cruel and absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yes. I believe once you see this movie, there are a lot of uh, adult jokes in it. I think it's rated R or it might be not rated at all. But there's some good <laughs> ones like Spadoinkle Day. Uh, once you hear people singing that one, you'll never be able to hear the line. And all the leaves are green without starting to sing the song that goes with that. <laughs> all right. I, I, when you talked about this, when we, we talked about this the other day, but I had never even heard of this. And and I it's funny because, I mean, I, I know who Matt Stone is and I, I've, you know, I've I used to watch South Park like crazy and basketball. And <laughs> yeah. So what's funny about that is I was hoping you would mention that you'll recognize, you know, squeaks from basketball. Uh huh. The mailman or the gas man, right. they get gas fired. Uh-huh. He must be their good friend because he's in this movie as well. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. yeah, that's that's funny because yeah, I mean, I you guys haven't seen basketball. It's it's a total mind numbing, terrible movie, but you got to watch it once. Yeah, and also <laughs> along with this one, I can't not mention this the second time going through this, but Cannibal the Musical. If you ever see somebody wearing a hat or like in my case, we have a cat that sleeps right next to my wife's head. I'd say the line, nice hat. And it gets a laugh every time because of this movie. (laughs) Okay. So if you guys watch this movie, please let me know if you need to borrow it. I think I have a copy. I will definitely hook you guys up so you can watch and laugh. So on that note, so. I, I technically did not have five. I, I had four. And the reason why is because my fifth was Tick, Tick, Boom, who was uh, written by uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. You'll hear his name again. It has an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. It came out in 2021. It's it's actually a, a pretty good movie. I've, I haven't finished it, and that's the reason why I didn't make my list. But it's about the guy that wrote uh, Rent. And it's kind of his life, his the the process of him getting to that point of, of writing and producing and then and and then bringing rent to the stage. And I, I, I haven't the reason I haven't finished it is it's a slower movie. Uh, it's one of those you kind of have to understand the, the, the drama behind it. It's about a main character who's so he's you know dealing with his own personal demons and at the same time, trying to present the world with this amazing story that he's come up with. And uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, he ended up writing this because a lot of what would later on be his inspiration to write music came from this this guy. And so uh, anyway, that's that's my recommendation. I I would recommend going and seeing it. It's on Netflix. It's It's pretty good for what I've seen so far. I'll have to finish it, but it's one of those. It's interesting. And it's just funny too, because it's called tick, tick, boom, which later leads into uh, another one of ours. And that's a, a song from uh, Hamilton. <laughs> Perfect. Good segue. So going right into that. Great, great segue. Cause my next one in line is from 2005, only a 47%. Not sure how that happened, but rent. Yeah. Such a great movie. Uh, You've already talked about some of the ways that it was made, but it's got Rosario Dawson, Tay Diggs, and a slew of other actors that I 
don't want to name right now because yeah. I have to go look them up. I apologize. <laughs> but it's got great songs in there. One that comes to mind is Light My Candle. That's a nice little ballad that it really hits deep. And then, of course, you got 525,600 minutes in there. <laughs> and <laughs> once the again, we're uh, laughing. listeners. Yeah, we we were talking about this on the last episode. I could not remember the numbers or the name of the song. He had a couple and fives, right? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, I mean, my the, I was uh, it, you know we talked about how so my wife has Peloton and she she actually does the Rent ride quite often, and I listen to the music. I love it. I have not actually seen Rent. I know what the premise is. I've seen large portions of it i've never actually watched the whole thing through so yeah i i highly recommend that you sit down and at least add it to your journal it's a good watch i like it yeah a lot. all right go ahead you're what you got so all right so that that actually segues us into the the next film so or actually i'm sorry let's go let's go to uh, my number four my number four is matilda so it's roll dolls Matilda. And the reason why that that um, separation is there's a Matilda from the 1990s, which uh, we talked had Stan DeVito and a couple other actors. And it's 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 good. But the new version just came out in 2022. It's got a 93 percent Rotten Tomato score. It's it, the only person in this you're going to recognize is Emma Thompson. Um, but as we talked before, it was is really funny because Emma Thompson is almost unrecognizable in this. She she has on so much prosthetic makeup that it's almost surprising. It's really kind of neat to see her in it. They made her this headmistress of a uh, school for children in um, the UK where she's just evil and mean. And the Matilda in this one also has kind of the supernatural power that eludes over and over again. But the whole thing is a musical. And I highly recommend it. It's it's there's a lot of fun um, music in it. The the song that I do remember this time because I looked it up last time. Revolting Children. <laughs> there you go. It's probably my my favorite song of the whole thing. And it's it's just it's a fun it's a fun musical. I, I can be honest. My kids are like, Dad, let's watch this. And, you know, when your kids are recommending a movie, you're like, sure. You sit down and you watch some terrible movie that you'll never, ever even remember again. This is not that. Uh, I was surprised it did really well. I actually really enjoyed it. I've watched it twice now. I actually just watched it uh, yesterday with my daughter. And so it was really good. It was actually really, really good. The The interesting thing about this story is that it plays a little bit more on um, the dramatic elements. And so there's there's fun, like fantastical elements for kids, but there's more of a dramatic element for the adults that I think will draw them in. Okay. Awesome. And you said that was a Netflix original it's, only, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we can all find that there. All right. So when we talked about this last time, I'm going to swap my two and three just so they, they sync up a little bit better, but let's just jump right into Hamilton. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Another Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Great this show. Is... You had a little uh, insight for us. Well, and the funny thing is, is okay. So, for all of our listeners, this is where our cutoff was, was Hamilton. <laughs> yes. And why was that, Kendall? <laughs> why was our cutoff? 
Well, I mean, why was why is Hamilton? Because we we listed the rules of why movies and stage shows. Oh yeah, so yeah. yeah, we so when we were talking about this, Hamilton is an exception to our rule because where other the, theatrical releases that go into into movies, they're typically single camera. They just post it up, and then you get to watch the whole play in 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 motion. This is not that. I mean, Hamilton. If you haven't watched it, I don't know where you've been, but. Hamilton is amazing. Uh, it it doesn't just play off of a single camera sitting in front of a stage where people act. It's it's the camera moves around, the the whole stage moves around. The the action of the of the theater performances are you know, the camera comes in and zooms in. It almost feels like you're standing there on the stage with them as they're moving around and the camera pans and moves as it's, you know, the action's happening and the, the actors are talking. And I think there's a lot of okay. um, changes that don't have, you know, the same, you know, what you would see on those other like single camera type theatrical releases. Okay. So, yeah. So this is a, a great onstage show and a great movie that you can watch on. I believe it's still on Disney plus. Yeah, it is. And I, I mean, yeah, I think we, and I mean, there's there's a lot of really neat things about Hamilton. Um, Lin Manuel, Lin, oh my gosh, Manuel Miranda, is kind of the musical genius of our generation. He's just done everything. He's done Moana. He's done uh, Encanto. Uh, he has another another one that I think we're going to talk about on this list. Oh yeah, he did parts of Little Mermaid. He he wrote Tick Tick Boom. But I mean, his his hands and music is in so much across the board. He's done all kinds of really cool things. But funny story about this. So there's there's a, a song in this play called You'll Be Back. Right. And so yes. it's when. Yeah. So it's when the King George is like, all right, <laughs> you you'll be back because you can't survive without me. And. Hugh Laurie, uh, that Hugh Laurie <laughs> from House. So Lynn Manuel Miranda played on a two-part episode of House, where he played um, this schizophrenic kid that doesn't know what he's doing, but lights he likes to rap and do music. Well, he and and Hugh Laurie kind of got together a few times, got to become friends, and they're in a coffee shop. And he says, hey, I'm I'm writing this play. Um, so this is, you know, years after House. And he goes, I'm writing this play. And it's about I want to have this this goodbye letter to King George. Like, hey, I'm done. We're separated. And he says, what, you know, what should I say? And he says, you'll be back. <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, wait, what? And so he wrote that down on a little tab of paper. And he's like, yeah, he goes, he goes, King George would have said, you'll be back because you can't do with this without me. And so he wrote that down and that's how that song uh, became. So that's kind of a fun little tidbit. Okay. Do you know the little ditty that goes along with that? The When he's spitting, singing on singing, it's like, I'm doing it completely no. wrong. Y'all No, uh, it's uh-uh. that little, uh, the bops and the dutes. That's what <laughs> oh, I'm going to call oh, okay. them. Okay. Oh, okay. Bots and dutes. Yeah. <laughs> that's Anybody official listening terminology, to... by the way. That's right. <laughs> Trademarked right now. But that's going to come back in a little Easter egg I have for you. So I'm really glad you brought that up. We didn't do that the first time. So great job. So 
I think should we just jump right into the greatest showman? Uh, yeah, that's I, that's. I mean, that was the next on my list. So okay, yeah, let's do that. We got Hugh Jackman, we got Rebecca Ferguson, Michelle. Help me out. Oh, jeez, Michelle. I didn't write her name down. But we also have Zac Efron, Zendaya. And yeah, so this goes on and on. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get to see this one in theaters? No. Okay. No. So neither did I. I don't remember ever seeing it being advertised to come out in theaters. For some reason, it. I don't know what was going on, but it did hit theaters. And unfortunately, I missed it. So I am on the lookout for when it comes back for like a 10 year. Oh, yeah. Michelle Williams, by the way, Michelle. Williams. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, a wonderful, well-deserved 86%. Yeah. It's, I don't know why it's not higher though. I know. Well, you know, it's so funny because when I talk to people about this, it, it's two, it's two fan levels, right? So you have one side that's like, this is the greatest musical I've seen in a long time. And the, and then you have this other side that goes, it was a terrible movie. I hated it. Yeah. So and that I, might just be a personal taste on whether you like actual musicals or not because yeah. i think growing up i never did like i would watch grease to like appease my mom yeah but then she brought home moulin rouge and i think that's where it switched for me like i sat through it and i was like oh this is kind of different she hated it by the way i think she hated it she got up and left and then definitely when i met my wife and she started introducing me to rent that's okay. when i fully open up and understood the world of musicals. So thank you. Thank you, babe. So and for me, I think, I think Moulin Rouge was also kind of that was, was along that same line. Like that was one of my first musicals. I actually went and did see that in theaters. And I, I remember thinking, this is, I like this. I, I like, I like the renditions of like, they, they would mash up these songs that seemed like they had no relevance to go together, but they worked. And yeah. Just, yeah, I mean, I think it that's one of the ones that did also draw me into musicals as well. Yeah, there's just a level of emotion you can get out through song that you can't do like just in a vocal drama movie where you're kind of talking slash yelling at each other. Yeah. If you can like break down and sing it like Hugh Jackman can. Oh, geez. And yeah. Zac Efron can. I mean, obviously we know that the, the biggest song from that movie, Never Enough, Right. Was not Rebecca Ferguson. No, I know. And the funny thing, I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't know that until later. Yeah. Uh, I found that out watching, uh, AGT America's got. Talent. Oh yeah. 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 That's that same here. The Lauren Allred girl. Well, she was on there and she says that she's the one that sung the song. Right. So they had her sing it and then they brought Rebecca in. They're like, okay, yeah, just do that. And Rebecca's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Thank you, but uh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> How about I just lip sync it, and then we'll be good. Yeah, she. I mean, and I, I think she did a really good job because that's that's a very emotional song, and I feel like it it just hits you, you know. Yeah. So a lot of the other ones in there, a million dreams, come alive, the other side. These are all bops that you can just dance to in the theater. I know, right? I mean, and if I other think... people in the theater, please have respect and watch quietly, unless it's a <laughs> sing-along version. Yeah, I, you know, I think that's the thing is that it's one of those when you 
when you get to sit there and listen to it and watch it and just feel that what they're going through, right? Because I mean, it's about PT Barnum and him bringing in people that were considered, you know, the outcasts of, of society and giving them a life. That was, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. It's a great movie. So, yeah. Very good movie. Very, very good movie. Okay. Do you have another one? I do. I have my last one and it's, it's actually going to be my number one. Okay, good. I, Hamilton's almost then. my number one. Um, cause I, I, you know, we did switch it up a little bit, but my number one is Les Miserables. Ooh. I, I know it's it. And, and the reason why, so, uh, the, so Les Miserables is based on the book by Victor Hughes. And, uh, if you've ever seen the book of Les Miserables, it is, it's a Bible of a book. It's like a thousand pages. It's so massive. But I had the responsibility in one of my college courses to read it. And I could not finish it for the life of me. But it got me interested in the French Revolution. Like I I, I legitimately then went and read, wrote a paper about the French Revolution. So I was like, oh, okay. So then when I was in high school, I had a friend that did the play. And I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. So I had seen a couple of the scenes from the play, but never actually went and saw it. And then when the movie came out, I I was enamored with it. I was like, okay, I'm going to go watch this. So I took my wife and this is one of the, this is kind of where that turning table happened for my wife in musicals. So I took her out to go see this and she was blown away. She's like, this is amazing. Well, actually she said, why do they have to sing everything? <laughs> and I said, well, that's the point of a musical. Like, cause like, you know, the scene where there's a scene where he's opening a letter and he's literally like singing along as he's opening the letter. It's so it like, it's a scene to where you could, you could literally just talk through it and it'd be fine, but he sings it the whole way. So it's kind of weird. But um, I mean, it, you got Hugh Jackman, Anne Hathaway, Russell Crowe, Amanda Seyfried, Seyfried, Seyfried. I don't remember how to say it. Seyfried. And then uh, Eddie Raymond, just some really good actors. I, I just think this this whole way around is just a lot of really good acting. Okay. It's another one. It's re- I think it's really long. One of my favorite songs from that is Empty Chairs. Um, it's, empty, it's Empty Chairs for Empty Tables. It's just past a raid that had happened and a bunch of the bunch of the characters have, have been killed. And Eddie Ray, Eddie Raymond's Red, Red Redman's character walks in and he starts singing this and it's kind of reminiscing about how he's lost his friends. It's, it, it's good. I mean, Anne Hathaway won an Oscar for it for a reason. Yeah. I'm not saying anything bad about the movie at all. It's just not one that made my top list. It is a little bit <laughs> yeah. slow. I understand it that is. there's Jean Valjean's in it. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I mean, I'll, I'll give it this. Russell Crowe was the worst pick to 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 play his role I, he, he was he was terrible he was terrible his song um his song it's it's called the stars or stars it's a great song it's one of the most powerful songs in the whole film and they ruined it by giving it to russell crowe i'll 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 leave it at that hey but, but it's still good love gladiator by the way Just yeah, so. yeah 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 <laughs> nothing nothing uh, hating on russell crowe but russell crowe is not a singer by any means so, all right, <laughs> we'll get through that and we'll get to my number one that I begged my 
counterpart here to watch. I did. I'm sorry. I just I didn't. He almost did. I'll almost. I'll get it. But of course, I'm talking about my favorite movie musical that there is. I've seen it oh, maybe 20 times now. Jeez. In the Heights, 2021, 94%. Anthony Ramos at greatest performance I've ever seen from this man. Now, Anthony Ramos plays Lin-Manuel Miranda's uh, Alexander Hamilton plays his son in Hamilton. Yes. Right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So there is a whole Lin-Manuel community. Miranda of, writes this too. Yeah. It's, it's his finger on all of these songs, fully written. It is a reggaeton rap type musical. There are a few slower songs, but I mean, you listening, you can see the title. And the reason I came up with that title is I was having a day off kind of by myself and I turned this on and I turned it up loud. (laughs) I was cleaning the house, doing the dishes. I got to the, just the beginning song, just in the Heights is such, such a banger. It's a powerful song. I I have watched part of it. Okay. So I'm, I'm singing and I'm dancing and I'm terrible at it. And so my cat was looking at me. (laughs) <laughs> and so I looked at him and I just told him, I was like, Hey, I can't sing, can't dance, but I can watch musicals. So <laughs> of course you guys are tuning in. That is the title of this episode. That's where it yeah. came from. But I don't know what I can say. The excitement, you can probably hear it in my voice. The opening ditty uh, goes right into Benny's dispatch, which is a great song. Um, and then it kind of slows down with breathe where it introduces the grandma character. And then it goes right over to no me diga is a great song by the salon girls. Mm. And then my favorite <laughs> that I can listen to many, many times is 96,000. It's when they're talking about the lottery and the what lottery, they're going to do with yeah. their dream. And oh, I just can't say it enough. I love Love, love this movie. You should watch it. Anybody else out there, if you haven't, please give it a try. It is so good. It's not like your typical, like we just mentioned Les Les Mis, right? Mm. How it's slow. You're coming up with reasons to go to the bathroom eight times. You're like, well, maybe maybe (laughs) I could check my phone and play some Candy Crush or something. Not in this one. Yeah. Like I said, there are a lot of good things about it. I have. Well, I mean, this yeah. was so. This was Lin Manuel Miranda's like. This was his peak, right? When so when he wrote in the Heights uh, for oh, the theater. I, I don't think that man's peaked yet. I think he's got so much more for us. But this is but, a great. But I mean, he wrote he wrote this for the theater a long time ago. So the guy that actually plays, um, so he, he and he does play in the Heights in the movie in the Heights too. But the guy that played uh, George Washington in Hamilton was originally the the main character for the theatrical release or the the the, the theater. Uh, play release he played the main character in that and then i i, I want to say there was another one of the uh, hamilton actors also played in his uh his theater version but i mean this is this was kind of what got him noticed right people saw in the heights and they're like hmm, this guy's a genius yeah and, so and, and i saw this of, go ahead let's say there's a lot of music in this too i mean i've heard a lot of the music so there's a lot of music in this and you hear you hear the inspiration that would become Hamilton later. Like you can hear it. Yeah. So my wife did take me to see this on stage 
And I listened oh, really? to the soundtrack from forever ago from the actual Broadway version. Uh-huh. And all those songs are almost the exact same, just with the these new actors singing it. So when I saw it on stage, I was just, it's, it's amazing. So as soon as I heard that it was coming to video, I was like, count down the days. My wife will tell you. I was <laughs> like, I was waiting for the day that it came out on HBO Max. And we made it, we had a day, we sat down, we watched it. It was still amazing. It's so I, I've heard a lot of good things about it. I, I've watched the very beginning of it. Like I said, I think, I think we started it. And then like my wife was like, no, I don't want to watch that or something of that nature. Like she was, she just wasn't into it the way I wanted to be into it. And unfortunately I haven't gone back to it because of that. So I highly recommend that when I send you a birthday gift to subscribe to Max for a month, you get, that'll be your first one. <laughs> it will be. It'll be one of my first. It'll be one of my first. So, all right. So that rounds out our musical list. We apologize if we missed any that you guys are super passionate about, but go ahead and feel free to reach out on our Instagram. Leave a message on. I'll post that this episode is up and running. Let us know some of the ones that we may have missed. Yeah. What are the ones that you guys like? Honestly, there's there's a, so many out there. If you guys have a musical that's your favorite, post it up on there. Tell us in the comments what was your favorite. Yeah, and of course we couldn't review Wicked because it's not out yet. Yeah, but yeah. judging from the cast that's going to be in that movie, I have really high hopes. So maybe I it'll know. be, and I'll definitely well, re- think, review that one for you later this year. I promise. I think because it's taken so long to come out, they they made sure that they hit that note like perfect. Nice pun. Good pun. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that rounds that out. So now it's going to bring us into our uh, newest segment where I go to the movies for y'all. <laughs> All right. Tell us how was so, Mean Girls? So Mean Girls in the theater. So this version is obviously a musical. That's why we're talking about it. And it was the newest release movie anyway. This when I went to it, didn't look up anything going into it besides there was a musical. And I had already seen Mean Girls with my wife in the theater just last year. She's like, oh, it's coming. It's got a Broadway show, just like Legally Blonde does. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I really like Mean Girls. I'll go check it out. Looked up some of the songs. And when I was sitting there watching this movie in a theater of three people, one of one with myself, I started singing along with the songs and I'm like, wait, how do I know this song? How do I know the song already? It is the film version of the Broadway show. Y'all. If you guys knew that, congratulations. Cause I did not. So as you know, Tina Fey, they produced the Broadway show of it. So all mm. of these songs are directly from that. Nice. They did leave a couple out, but the, Regina George, you know her as Renee Rapp. She's an actress and also does some singing on the side. I don't know which one she'll say is which, but. So she actually played Regina on Broadway at 19. So she's only 24 now. So, I mean, the obvious choice was to have her come back and play Regina George Mm -hmm. in the movie. Which was a great choice. Love her singing the way her attitude is some of the faces she can pull off, like the snarky popular girl. We all know we Mm -hmm. all, well, I know I wasn't popular enough to talk to that click, but great movie. 
Uh, if you like Mean Girls, you're going to see some of the exact same plot points, but just in a different way. Hmm. So saying all that, I'm going to give Mean Girls the musical a solid seven out of ten. All right. All right. See, I, I, I worry. Sometimes I worry about Broadway plays becoming movies like Dear Evan Hansen. Did you ever see that? I did not yet. Oh, man. I I liked Dear Evan Hansen as a Broadway play. I, I had the the chance of watching um like a that single cam watching the stage release. I, I enjoyed it because it was really good. Right. It was really good. But watching Dear Evan Hansen as a movie. I couldn't get into it because here you have this 35 year old guy playing a teenage kid, right? It just didn't work. And yeah. I think, I think, but they did want to do that, right? They wanted to bring this guy that played Evan Hansen on the stage into the film, but the age gap for time had just had fallen too far. Mm-hmm. And so okay. I think it took away it. from it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I totally spaced. I need to go back to the Easter egg. So if you're all are watching in the Heights and Jimmy Smith's, who is Kevin Rosario, if you see him on the phone to Stanford, he's on hold. Listen very, very close to the hold music. <laughs> I picked up on it the very first time I saw it. I'm going to leave it at that. So I'm going to make you text me when you figure it out. Cause then I'll okay. know you've watched it, <laughs> but it's okay. great. I picked it up and I started laughing my butt off. I was like, no, they didn't. That's so funny. anyway, that's funny. All right. All right. All right. So that is going to be our second recording on this episode. Most of it anyway. <laughs> oh man. Uh, you know, we but had, some, it's, it's been we a had some funny gaffes. Yeah. 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 So I don't know when we'll be back. I'm taking a little hiatus for a little bit, but we should be able to stick to schedule, but we'll, we'll be back for sure soon. One of the things that we talked about in the previous recording um, that unfortunately we didn't have um, a lot of time to cover on this one, but we are considering going to a weekly casting. That's something we've kind of talked about and I feel like we have enough content. Um, We may start doing that pretty soon. And if you guys want that, let us know. Same thing. Go to the comments. Tell us on Instagram. Tell us if that's what you want to hear. If you want us to start doing a weekly one, we'll take the time. We'll make it. I feel like we have enough time, enough time in our, you know, in our, our interest to do it. Okay, perfect. Sounds good. So until next time, the only room with a view is a room with you in it. And remember, turn on something musical. <laughs>